Now it's time for Inspirational Women and my guests with PAWS. First, we meet Eve Firestone, the events manager for PAWS, and we're going to learn more about what's going on at PAWS, along with Eve's invite to be involved in a very important PAWS walk. Eve Firestone, good morning and many thanks for being with us this morning. Morning. So are you really quite in the throes of getting things organized for the big pause walk? We are. We're just about 30 days to the big event on September 16th. And what we want to do this morning is to really get people all inspired to participate for sure. And if they can't participate, certainly to be a big supporter and support the work of PAWS, correct? Correct. Yes. This is our biggest community fundraiser. So we're really looking to all of our supporters in the Seattle area to rally together and help us raise some funds to help animals. So the event is happening on Sunday, September 16th, as you mentioned. And Mm -hmm. uh, how do we make sure that we are uh, registered for it? Do we do it ahead of time? Do we do it day of? Yeah, you can go to pausewalk.net right now and register to attend the event. If you can't attend the event, you can become a virtual walker and kind of do your own 5K whenever you can fit it in and um, do it that way. And there's three different ways. And we also have a timed run this year. So you can just head over to pausewalk.net and choose what fits for you and join in on the fun. And if we are going to actually be at the event this year, it's taking place where? Which park is it? At Magnuson Park, Seattle. On beautiful Lake Washington. Mm-hmm. Right. We're over by Kite Hill this year, so we're right on the water. Is I'm not familiar with Kite Hill. So it's just one of the areas of the of this big park? Yeah, there's like a little beach, a public beach that's over there, and you can just go to your, you know, maps and check it out and see where it's at, or on pausewalk.net, you'll see a little route map, it'll show you where it's at, Um, but it's just a really beautiful spot at Magnuson Park that we are gathering and having vendors and kid activities and just kind of taking over for the afternoon. For the afternoon, so we're starting at what time? 8 a.m. We will be there. The run's at 9. Our big uh, 27th annual pause walk will be at 10 a.m. And then we'll have kind of festivities and food trucks and adoptable dogs throughout the day. And we'll wrap up at about 1 p.m. Whoa, it feels like this is a real happening event with lots of great activities. I like the fact that there will be pets to adopt. There will. This year we're going to start to highlight a few dogs about a week out from the event. So if you're looking to add to your family, you can check back on pausewalk.net about a week out and we will kind of highlight and feature the pups that will be there looking for their homes. Oh, so perfect. So let's kind of uh, digress to that piece of it, uh, because it's all, of course, a very important part of all that that is happening and why the walk occurs, because it's a fundraiser to support the work of PAWS. And adoption is certainly one of the pieces. And those numbers, would you say that they are growing, Eve? Yes. Um, Every year we're bringing in tons of cats and dogs. Just this last year throughout 2017, we brought in 8,778 cats and dogs to our facility. 
Um, and, you know, what's really awesome is that we're getting these pets in homes on average in five days. Wow. Yeah. That, that feels phenomenal. Mm-hmm. There's some really great community support, and uh, the Seattle area is just amazing at adopting their pets and helping us um, find those homes for our furry friends. And I, you know, my own story, I'm going to take a moment for that this morning, is just thinking in terms of pet adoption. I can you imagine I never had a pet? Um, I was not inclined that way. My brother did, but um, I, I was tolerant of having a pet in the home. So aren't I a really oddball kind of person? But you know, totally. <laughs> but the thing is, I think there are others like me. I changed though, mm-hmm. uh, but it came from a practical standpoint that we decided in our home that we needed um, a dog to actually be our uh, caretaker, our our alarm system, because alarms weren't happening and we had break-ins. We adopted mm-hmm. this dog, and honestly, she has uh, just made a hole in my heart where she lives. So, you know, I think that this is what happens is, you know, anyone, who, the majority of the population, I think, loves pets. So pause is a great place to head to and, and find your forever kind of, or find your your furry friend for a forever home, your home. Uh, but for those of us who perhaps have not had that inclination, it's it's a great thing to consider because you become fast friends, don't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, you never really realize how much they're going to impact your life until they're part of your life. And then you can't imagine your life without them. Yes. And that's that's really what this is about. It's just about the community sharing that love for animals and celebrating it. And it's a dog-friendly event, bringing, bringing your friend with you and having a day where you can really do something with your pet. Um, dogs only for this event. But, <laughs> but uh, of course, we, we love our our cat people and our wildlife people as well. But yeah, it's just that, that little extra something that the animals give to us. Yes. It's, um, you know, I think it's an individual thing as to how it impacts, but bottom line is that they just have a way of being comfort and solace. And those, those big eyes just, you know, melt, I think the coldest heart. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. So, there were over 8,000, nearly 9,000 cats and dogs that were uh, uh, cared for by Paws, you were saying. That's huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, huge. Right. And there also, um, I don't know if that's part of the number, but you, as you mentioned, wildlife, you've had a, an astounding number of wild creatures. That's what makes Paws actually quite unique in our community. But you had yeah. a, this inordinate number of, of wild animals come through your doors. Yeah, in 2017, we have uh, treated over 4,389 wild animals, and that's over a range of 150 different species. And our wildlife center is really a trauma center for wildlife who have been orphaned or injured. And we have a whole vet staff that is there just taking care of them, rehabilitating them, and really working to get them back to the wild and keep them wild. And that is, you know, considering where we live, where I think we're the habitat for so many wild creatures, to have a place where those who suffer injury for various kinds of reasons 
can have that resource is an incredible gift. It really is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're one of the only places in this region also that takes in black bears. And this last year, we were able to rehabilitate eight black bears. Um, and, and hopefully, I'm not sure if all of them are back yet, but get them back into the wild too. And that's a really cool piece of pause too, that we're able to work with black bears. And why is that unique? They're big animals. You know, it's, it costs a lot. And thanks to our donors, we're able to do it. We have the vet staff to do it. And it's, it's just no one else is doing it around here. And there's a need for it. And we're able to fulfill that need. You said black bear, and if, and you're saying they're huge animals. Of course, what I was seeing in my mind was was the little cub. But no, you're talking uh, about yeah. adults. <laughs> they get big, <laughs> fast, I guess, right? Right. They come in little. A lot of times, they come in orphaned and little. Uh, and then there's the hibernation season, and then by the time they are reintroduced back to the wild, they're they're big bears. <laughs> that is so incredible. So this is the thing that goes on right here in our backyard virtually with PAWS. And it, it doesn't happen, though, just by chance. It's It really is a thought-out, well-planned effort. But also, it, it takes dollars. It takes funds to make this happen, doesn't it, Eve? It sure does. It really does. And we uh, run completely off of private donations from our community and grants and, and things like that. And that's why Pause Walk, which is coming up in mid-September, September 16th, is such a big deal, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Without it, it's our biggest community fundraiser, and without it, we just can't do the work that we're doing. And so we've touched on some of that work. And that, of course, is so critical. All the stranded cats and dogs that are taken in and adopted, and the fact that they get adopted within a week, you said, of arriving? Yeah, average day is five days. So that attests, too, to the great need that the desire in the community to have these pets. So to provide that temporary home really takes all of us being involved to support that situation. Because do you ever have to turn any pet away because you just don't have the space? You know, I'm not sure. I don't, I haven't heard that. And I don't think, you know, we make every effort to either return them to their homes or find a home for them. And, you know, we actually are able to bring in pets from other states because of our capacity and and ability to work with the community to get the animals in homes. So we work with overwhelmed shelters in California and Texas. And actually our Paws Walk spokes pup, Pork Chop the Pitopotamus this year, he came from a shelter in Arkansas. So we are um, really able to not only help the animals local, but also partner and help animals from other areas as well. So that, again, is such a big piece of the work that PAWS does. I I think it just, I I see this kind of beating heart here in the Northwest of being the place where animals are cared for. If we're caring for our animals, we're also caring for each other. It kind of is this continuous cycle. Speak to us a little bit more about Porkchop. This face is just incredible. Why is he called the Pitopotamus? He's a he's a pit bull and um, probably a basset hound mix, something like that. And when he came to pause, he just was uh, he wasn't doing well. He was really really sick, and he had his um, 
paw's claws his, on his paws were so long they were growing back into his paw pads and he just needed help and uh, he came up from Arkansas and he's just on a Skitwell mission and he's found his home and she's been working with him and getting him healthy and he's just kind of the, the face of Paws Walk this year, a real success story. Um, you know, he's in this wonderful loving home now and Paws and our staff are so happy that we can see this guy, you know, grow and become the lovable dog that he always was. That is, is so heartfelt. And that face, again, is one of those that you just can't help but love. It's just it's such a, a, a sweet dog, really. Uh, yeah, and yeah. And to go through such suffering, what a gift to find a loving home now. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah. And we're hoping that he's going to be with us at the park on September 16th. He's, you know, he's still getting well, and he's working through some anxiety, but he's training. And so if he's fit and ready, we're hoping he'll make a little appearance at the park and say hi to some of his pause walk fans. Oh, that would be really wonderful. So we might keep that in mind as one piece of enticement, but yeah. we, <laughs> that that we might get to meet Porkchop. But there is that larger picture when we think about the black bears, when we think about all the wildlife, the commitment to saving them and releasing them back to their habitat, and then those thousands upon thousands of dogs and cats that come through the doors at paws to then turn around within a week's time, in less than a week, turn around to go home to a loving home, that all of this is done through this incredible organization right here in our own backyard, as I was mentioning. But it does take all of us committed to supporting it to make all of this happen, right, Eve? Yeah, we need our community and we need the support. And the more support we have, the more funds we raise, the more dogs, cats, and wildlife we can help and get them either back to their home or find them a new home. So how are we going to do that uh, so that we really find ourselves as, as a big part of the answer? We're going to sign up for Pawswalk at pawswalk.net, and you're going to start a fundraising page. And through that, you just if you invite your friends and family and share it on your social, your Facebook and ask people just to give $5 to a cause that means a lot to you. Every dollar counts, and that's how this fundraiser, Pause Walk, becomes such a big deal because we all do a little part by sharing our love for our animals, making your fundraising page on pausewalk.net and putting your photos of your dog up and telling your story to your friends and family. And you'd be surprised how easy it is to raise $200 in a few weeks. And when that all comes together, we end up hitting a really big goal and raising a lot of money to help more animals. And as these stories attest to, it's all so vitally important uh, for our community, for each and every one of us to have this going on. So, um, Eve, you mentioned earlier, if we can't make it to the walk with this team, we can also do a virtual walk. All of that still counts toward the end goal. Absolutely. We even have groups who are doing it at their office. So um, they're setting up maybe like a lunchtime walk and the office is kind of making a team page and they're all starting their, their own pages and the team has a goal together and then they're going to go out and do a walk at lunchtime and it's a really fun way to 
engage one another at work and um, they just do it when they can do it. And instead of having to be there on that Sunday, they're, you know, making time for it in their own way. That is so perfect. Finding ways to make it happen because we we understand the value and the importance of this work. Well, Eve, you have given us some great insights, inspiration, and also the way to make it happen. I do appreciate, Eve Firestone, that you've taken time with us this morning and given us that big invitation. Yeah, thank you so much for talking about Pause Walk and Pause. We're so happy to be on Warm. Always very happy to help, Eve. Now we've learned a bit more about Pause with Eve. We look toward volunteering. That's so important for this organization. Maybe it's a place where you'll find a fit. And to learn more about that, we're going to meet a great volunteer and major fundraiser, Kara Gerhardt. Kara Gerhardt, good morning. Thank you so greatly for being with us this morning. Of course. It is so wonderful to have you participate with us uh, regarding pause, the pause walk. And uh, it seems as though you have... uh, a big investment in terms of your time is spent there as a volunteer. So I'm really interested in hearing about that and sharing that with our listeners. Sure. So I started volunteering with PAWS in 2011. I started as a dog walker, and I got a shift at the Cat City location in the University District in Seattle for a regular Tuesday night shift where I worked with the cats and the volunteers there and have really enjoyed my time with PAWS. It's an amazing organization. So do you have a special predisposition towards cats? You know, it's funny that you asked me that. I had dogs my entire life, and when I moved to Seattle, I was in an apartment where I could not have dogs and thus entered having cats in my life. (laughs) Well... Obviously, then, that just really underscores you as a pet lover. So fur family is very important to you. Yes, they are. I was raised in a family that every living creature is important. We always had animals, um, always taking care of animals. So having animals in my life and animal welfare is really important. And so it's no surprise when you landed in Seattle and looked for something to do perhaps outside of work that you ended up at pause. Exactly. I was looking for a place where um, at that time I did miss the dogs in my life, right? So I was trying to find a place where I could give back and, and give something to my soul and my heart. And when I was researching, I came across pause. I read about them and I just thought that they sounded like an amazing organization. And this many years later, your your conclusion is? They are. <laughs> they do so many amazing things. I mean, from cats and dogs to, you know, the harbor seals and every, the wildlife. It's just really amazing. It's such an amazing organization. And so... The thing about volunteering, uh, you've been doing this now for, I'm good, the math is what, seven years? Yeah. And PAWS, of course, does rely on volunteers. So would you strongly recommend that for anyone who's looking for to do a little extra something in their life? I would. You know, whether it be at the shelter in Linwood, and like I said, if you're more in the Seattle area, there is 
um, Pawcat City location in the U District. So that makes it, I think, more convenient for people that maybe find themselves in the, in the city area. But it really is something that you feel like you're just doing good, and it's important. Exactly. So another thing that's really critically important here, and aside from the volunteering, which of course is, is this big event, the pause walk that's coming up. And that's another area where, well, it is a volunteer situation as well that you've been quite involved with over the years. I have. So um, back in 2012, I was at my volunteership at Cat City and the then manager, Steph, approached me. They had never had a team for the Cat City volunteers. And so we wanted to tap into that and give those volunteers something to do. And so she asked me if I would captain a team. And so was born? The Cat City Bobcats, which I will say that when she came to me and I really wanted to name them, there's a local comic Matt Inman, who has this character, the Bobcats, and I thought it would be amazing. And I reached out to him on a whim, um, not expecting him to answer back to me, but he did and gave his blessing for us to use his characters, the Oatmeal's Bobcats, as our mascots, and thus was born the Cat City Bobcats. And that, you know, just kind of weaves a, a greater connection in the community because just hearing Cat City Bobcats seemed, uh, you know, like this kind of random name. But no, it it has a lot of roots here. It does. So, you know, you have him and he's been very supportive of Paws, very supportive of our team, amazing individual, very giving. And allowing us to use that image has been amazing and people recognize it and it makes it fun as well. So perhaps that piece of it, the fun part, is something about fundraising and getting involved in the walk, creating a team and having fun with it. Yes. Um, We started very small. And from that point, I mean, even in the first year, I made t-shirts for our team in my basement, ironing on um, images. And we've gotten to the point now where we do have a a t-shirt every year, um, but we do use an outside source to do that now. Um, But making it fun, talking about it, we host parties, we just had one last weekend, um, to have the team over, just keeping it fun. I think it's really great when people can get together and, and be part of something. And would you say that the people who got together were necessarily uh, of like mind and heart in terms of furry family or not? Oh, I think so. I mean, I think what connects us is our love of animals, um, but also people that maybe they don't themselves have a furry family at home, but they appreciate the love that others have for that, or they want to support an organization or friend or family that they know love animals so much. So that is something for us to consider is that, you know, sometimes someone has that love, but circumstances, whatever they might be, preclude having your own uh, family member, your fur family member. This is a way then to fill that void. It is. 
And I would say, and that even ties back to volunteering. If you if you find that you can't, there's other other avenues that um, you could volunteer and get your animal time and spend time with the cats and the dogs. So I think people, if they can't have it at home, they can get that somewhere else. And you, of course, are a case in point that way because the, that's what you initially sought when you first moved to this area. I did. Yeah. I did. So you're really, um, you know, batting, what is it, a, a thousand? You know, <laughs> <laughs> high runs here in, in terms of being able to find ways that there is such great connection through PAWS in addition yeah. then to all the great work that PAWS does in our community. I, I agree. I, they, you find I have met, made so many amazing friendships through volunteering with PAWS and just meeting people that love and care about animals the way that I do. It's been amazing. So again, an, another good reason to be involved. Of course, the big thing we really want to promote and in, invite people to participate in is the PAWS Walk that's coming up here pretty soon, the middle of and, September. Yes. And are you all set for that? We are. Uh, our team keeps growing. The, the funds keep coming in, which is amazing. And I also have to say that this week, Pause Walk actually has a cat taking over. Um, if people haven't gotten the email yet, uh, they can go on to pausewalk.net. But King Cat has um, taken over Pause Walk this week, and it's pretty entertaining. I'm pretty excited about that. <laughs> So uh, that's what one has to do is get to the website and see how they might be entertained. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so does that really warm your heart because you've created your your uh, cat family now? I It does. You know, I have three cats of my own now. One came from Paws, two came from another shelter, and just being part of the cat side of things, I'm passionate about it, and um, I love what Paws is doing. And what are the names of your three cats? Oh, of course. So we have Raleigh, Uma, and Finley. Oh, my goodness. They, they're they quite uh, sophisticated names. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is fun. And so do you expect that the family may grow? No, I think three is good. We yeah. are good at three, and I think that also allows me a place every once in a while. I have throughout the years fostered dogs for paws, um, or even allowing me the opportunity to foster maybe a cat if that you know would allow. So keeping it at three gives me the opportunity to help in other ways. Uh, and how do the three get along together? They um, snuggle. They love each other. They have their moments, just like siblings do, but... They do pretty well most of the time. (laughs) That is so great. So, you know, then there's another aspect of PAWS, of adopting from PAWS. You said there are other shelters, of course, that provide that as well. But that's the the route that you found, and any of us can, because there is such a need um, for, for these, well, strays or just abandoned little creatures that need a home. Yeah, and there are... There are so many amazing animals at the shelters. Um, if you just go and spend the time and sit with them and, and meet them, you'll see their personalities come out. And there's so many different personalities. Um, 
but yeah, there's so many animals that need a home and you can just go there and, and help. And there's always a, a, a need for help. There, yeah. I don't think anyone would be turned away, would they? No. no. Um, you know, if you are, you have a home, you have the love to give, that's what, that's what we want. That's what Paws, you know, that's what they want for the animals, just a good home that they can go to. And when you say we, I think that that's very true. As a volunteer, you really are part of the family as well. Uh, there, there's just no way to kind of undo that kind of a connection. No, I know I said that, right? I say we, and, and because I feel as though that love of animals, it just kind of, it transcends that it, it's, in, it's in each one of us. We're such um, a part of PAWS. It's so important to us. That's why we do what we do. I mean, especially for me, um, why I do PAWS Walk, why I built a team. It's an organization that means so much to me. And we're going to come back to the word fun. You're doing it because not only are you helping, but you are also getting so much joy from it, it sounds like. Yes, it does. It brings me joy. Um, I can't help, you know, when I'm at Paws Walk and I see all of the dogs, I can't help but smile and want to pet every single one of them. It's just, <laughs> it's beautiful. So let's extend the invitation that everyone, anyone is welcome to come out to the walk. Of course. And I'd also like to say, even our team is open to the public. It's not a private team. We welcome friends, families, everyone. So, and everyone is welcome at Poswalk. Yes. So that's great. Uh, you know, a double invitation, but certainly welcoming someone to your team where, um, again, it might be someone who's kind of new to the community or has mm-hmm. been around but doesn't feel quite connected, uh, may find that there's just the right place for them there and they can be part of this team. Sure. We always make sure that on the day of the walk, we're coordinated and we're all there together. We get a team photo. We walk together. So we are a team. And how would people manage to do that? Um, sure. So when you go on to the Walk site, and if you want to go ahead and join a team, you can find us through that method. So if you're searching for a team and you look for the Cat City Bobcats, we're open to have you join us. Well, this has been so fun and entertaining in its own right, Kara, that there's so much that's going on. It's highly energetic. And I so appreciate that you've let us share in the enthusiasm that you have. And I so appreciate that you are so committed to supporting our fur friends and to really spending time with us this morning. Oh, thank you. It's been wonderful. I really appreciate you taking the time to chat with me. Well, it's been fun on my side. Wonderful. And with that, we are at the end of a very full hour of Inspirational Women with Kara Gerhardt and Eve Firestone and Sunday Morning Magazine with Debbie Reber. I'm Kate Daniels, your host, and I greatly appreciate your sharing this hour with me and these special guests. For details you might have missed or information you'd like to know, please just send me an email, kated at warm1069.com, and I will get right back to you. 
Also, if you'd like to listen again or share these important stories with your family and friends, find the podcast on our Warm 106.9 webpage. Click on the On Air tab, then the Sunday mornings, and look for the show and guest names. I now wish you and your family a day of awareness of your connection to family and to the community and the value of support. Have a week of the same, and then please plan to join me again next weekend for another hour of Sunday Morning Magazine and Inspirational Women on Warm 106.9, the station to pick you up and make you feel good. Good morning.